Welcome in to the Arena Fanatic College Football Talk Podcast. I am Matt Hetzler, joined as always by Tyler Smith. Tyler, how's it going down there in Kentucky today, my friend? Pretty good. I mean, we were sitting at about 95 degrees today. I mean, is, is it fall yet? Or if we made it there? I'm not sure. But I was able to grill some burgers today, so that made me happy. And I am now stuffed. Yeah, Tyler, I, uh, I'm i really kind of tired of the 90-degree weather. For all, I mean, it is October. Yeah, it is. And, you know, usually in August, you know, around football season, you can say, oh, I can feel that fall weather coming in. But I'll be honest, I I really haven't felt it one time. Yep, it's it's it really has been, been brutal. Um, well, you know what's going to make us feel better, Tyler? Oh, I don't know what. A really good slate of college football action this week. Uh, I mean, not too bad. Not too bad of a slate. Better than last week's. Yes, it is better than last week's. Probably the second best we've had so far. Uh, there is a couple of big games, and we'll get to those later. But let's go ahead and hop into the opening drive where we're going to talk about the five best games out of each group of five conference. And Tyler's going to kick it off here. Temple at Eastern Carolina. Oh, yes, Mr. Thursday night here, Thursday night game. Thank you, AAC. Temple is on a heater right now. They did have that little slip-up versus Buffalo, but I think they are playing well. They have two wins now over Power 5 conferences. ECU still struggling on offense. I mean, that's been their biggest knack. They used to be one hell of an offensive team. Now they can't score. Temple, Stout D, Temple, W. Yeah, I like the I like the owls on the road here as well, Tyler. Uh, next one here, CUSA Marshall at Middle Tennessee. Yeah, uh, at at one point in time, I would have thought this would be easily a Marshall win. I believe this game is only at four points as Marshall the favorite. Uh, I do I do have a lot of questions surrounding that Marshall offense. And when the Herd play top-level teams, they can't move the ball. MTSU, obviously not a top-level team. I do like what I've seen out of O'Hara there, quarterback for the Blue Raiders. That was a question mark coming in. I think he's solid, and I think that he's going to be a good one for them. But I don't think it'll be enough. Herd wins. I am nervous about that pick, though. Yeah, uh, I was a bit stunned at that result last week against Cincinnati. Um, It's bad. It was pretty bad, but uh, all right, let's move on into the Who do you got here. winning? Who do you, who do you got winning? Oh, I'm going Marshall. I'm, I can't go oh, against Marshall. Okay. Come on. Okay, just wonder. Yeah, I forgot to throw that in there, but uh, let's uh, move on to the Mac here. Ohio on the road to Buffalo. And I was all over Buffalo last week, Tyler, and they let me down big time Ooh, against the Miami Redhawks. Oh, my God. Um Myers looked awful last week. They had a couple, a couple big turnovers, and and Miami really capitalized on those chances. So they get to come home. They get to play Ohio, who Ohio has not looked as good as I thought they were going to be uh, heading into the season. They're on a three-game losing streak. Granted, they played per- three pretty good teams there. Uh, the problem so far with Ohio is they struggle to run the ball. Uh, Nathan uh, Nathan Rourke is actually leading the team. As a leading rusher, that's not good. I know he's good with his feet, but they need to let him stop back or drop back, throw the ball a little bit, and then that will open up the run game. 
Um, and Buffalo, Buffalo stout against the run, Tyler. So I'm going to go Ohio here, but I'm not like super confident as I was rolling into the season. Yeah, I know. Ohio has been a, a bit of a disappointment for me. And this road game, it's got me nervous. I'm not going to lie. I will be taking Ohio as well, but yeah, I'm with you. I am concerned. I am concerned about the Bobcats. Yeah. Um, uh, if Ohio loses this game, just, oh, it's uh, trouble. I don't know who's going to win the East. They lose this game. I, I don't know either. They're, it's probably going to be a four-way tie. Uh, yeah, uh, one of those per, uh, predicted uh, Phil Steele uh, four-way ties. Oh, classic Phil, four-way All tie. All right, uh, Utah State. Oh, yeah, uh, Utah State on the road in Baton Rouge, taking on number five LSU, a little non-com uh, mm-hmm. to, to kick off uh, October. Yes, indeed, and LSU always seems to struggle in these games, Matt. I, I know. mean, it's a year after kickoff. year. Oh, gosh, a nooner. Ooh, be weary, LSU fans. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I mean, I love Jordan Love. I think that this could be the game where he makes a statement and maybe tries to improve his chances on just making it to New York for the Heisman, but I don't don't think this is the game. LSU going to win big. Yeah, I am. It is a big spread, too, and it is an interesting game. Uh, Utah State can definitely score points. So, uh, But, yeah, Joe Burrow and the LSU defense just cannot, or offense, I mean, cannot be stopped at this point. Uh, steamroller, baby. Let's go, LSU Tigers. And let's finish it off here in the fun belt, Tyler. Arkansas oh, State Lord. at Georgia State. One of your favorite matchups of the week. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I came away... Very, very impressed with Arkansas State last week with that huge win at Troy. They got the Alabama transfer in there. Arkansas I had trend Arkansas State I had trending up. Georgia State I had them on my dead to me list. I think that was two weeks ago. Um yeah, so I'm gonna take the Red Wolves and I'm gonna take them big. I don't think this is gonna be close. Georgia State I don't I don't it's hard to believe they beat Tennessee, Matt. It really is, and what an embarrassment to that Tennessee program. Yeah, I'm not actually just sure that this was. It's just a stunner now. Uh, Tennessee is just awful. Uh, but we might touch <laughs> a little bit on Tennessee later when we discuss another game. Uh, oh God! Yeah, we're not actually going to talk about them, but I'm going to bring okay. them up for for some uh, info. All uh-huh. right, uh, heading on into the pick six here, Tyler. We're going to pick six games against the spread, and again, disclaimer. We're not actually putting these on our betting cards every week. But if you do want to see what games I am playing, you can mm-hmm. find them on my Twitter page. I update them all during the week. And I give you the, the results as they roll in. I don't delete stuff. It's all no. winners, baby. He's honest. He's, it's at honest. the heads. At yeah. the heads on Twitter. Finally had a losing week last week. So that was, uh, we're going to yeah. bounce back, though. We're going to yeah. bounce back. Um, Arizona, we'll kick it off here. Arizona at Colorado. Colorado, four-point favorite. Tyler, what do you like there? I get that Colorado is a tough spot to win, but with this, the way this Arizona defense is playing, high level, high, high level. I like their chances. Tate and Taylor, uh, checking yesterday, they were still questionable, questionable, but I like what I saw last week out of the young quarterback. And I think, yeah, I'm going to take it. Arizona plus four. I'm right there with you, Tyler. If Tate doesn't play, it's a little more 
Uh, I don't I don't know if I want to roll with them, but I like Arizona. I think Arizona wins this game. Yeah. Uh, next game here, Tyler, in the Big Ten. Oh, this is a tough one. Purdue at Penn State. Penn State now a 28-point favorite, Tyler. This guy actually got Penn State at 24-and-a-half on Monday. Wow, that's so, incredible. Yes. Uh, for Purdue, uh, Elijah Sindelar definitely out for the rest of the year. Rondell Moore not playing in this game. We don't know how injured he is. And, I mean, there's like 10 guys, 10 starters that are just banged up, probably not going to play. There's zero chance Purdue even competes in this game. I think Penn State can name the score that they want to put on Purdue. And I expect uh, another big blowout for Penn State here. Behind Clifford, he played quite well last week. And I like the combination of Brown and Slade running back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give me Penn State here, Tyler. Laying the points with 28. (sighs) Yeah, I, I... It's hard not to go with Penn State simply because of the injuries for Purdue. 28-and-a-half does seem like an awful lot of points, but when you put it in perspective with all those injuries, especially when you don't have Rondell Moore as an option to throw to, I don't see how they're going to generate any points versus Penn State front. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Penn State. Eh, oh, jump man, on the Penn State train. It's a big number. It's a big number. It makes me it nervous. Is. but It's a I very gotta, big number. It's but hard I mean, to go Purdue. Yeah, Purdue without Rondell Moore, I mean, or or Cindelar. We've already seen how they play without Cindelar. And now you take yeah. out the best player, zero chance. All right, uh, back into the Pac-12, Tyler, going back to the West Coast. Washington, 16-point favorite on the road at Stanford. What do you like there? I, I mean, how in the hell is this only 16 points? <laughs> Am I missing something here? Like, did half of Washington's team go down like Purdue's? I mean, this is insane. Yeah, not, not that I know of, Tyler. I think everybody's healthy there. I I think so, too. So there is no doubt in my mind that Washington's going to cover this one. There's just no – Stanford is horrible. They're horrible. They can't move the ball. How are they going to move the ball versus Washington? And Washington is going to expose this pitiful uh, Stanford D. Uh, right there with you, Tyler. I'm all in on all Washington this week as well. Uh, there's not a number big enough that would get me to play against Stanford at this point with Washington. <laughs> 16 points. I mean, it should have been minimum 20. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, that's just crazy. They, they still give Stanford too much credit for uh, stuff that they did 10 years ago. Oh, Head down to gosh. Big 12 country here, Tyler, just a little east of us, Texas, 10.5-point road favorite at West Virginia. Tyler, West Virginia offensively, Still on the struggle bus, my friend. 326 Man. total yards per game. They cannot run it. And I hate, I really do hate laying big double-digit points on the road. But the way that Texas is playing so far, the offense is clicking. Erlinger's doing a great job. Ingram is finally getting going in the rushing game. And that defense is actually starting to look a little bit better than what they have had in the years past. West Virginia is always a tricky spot to play, but uh, that's just not enough there, West Virginia, for me to like and to take them here. So give me Texas uh, ten and a half. I'm right there with you, Matt. The WVUD isn't going to be able to stop the Texas offense, and I'm not too confident in the WV offense. It's 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 not pretty. It's not pretty at all. So yeah. give me Texas. 
All right, another agree there. Baylor at uh, Kansas State. Two-point favorite at home for Kansas State. Baylor coming off a big win over Iowa State. And, Tyler, I told you last week, Baylor's defense, a little underrated. They mm-hmm. looked really well uh, until mm-hmm. that late mm-hmm. comfort behind uh, the uh, attack that Ohio, uh, Iowa State put on the fourth quarter. Um, still allowing just under 300 yards per game. And I'm telling you, this is going to be another one of those slugfests. I don't expect a lot of points in this game. Um, maybe we're seeing a transition in the Big 12 to more defensive-minded football. Ooh. Which, uh, at least the bottom part of the, the conference is doing that. Oklahoma's not going to do that. And they don't, no. they don't need to. But no. um, Talking about some players here, Charlie Brewer, he looked really well last week. I like Mims again. I talk about him every time we talk about Baylor. Uh, and I like some of those uh, defensive linemen Baylor has. And for Kansas State, my boy James Gilbert has to get going in this game. They only had 13 points last week at OK State, my friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, not it's good. not going to get it done. I, I don't like Kansas State's quarterback situation, and that is why I'm going to go with the, the two-point dog here. I like Baylor in this game. I like Baylor to win it. Oh. And, uh, yeah, Baylor looking at a five, staring at a 5 and no start. Maybe they'll get a number by their name next week if they pull this one off. Wow. That would be crazy going from uh, defeated to ranked in just a few years. But, yeah, I I really don't like Kansas State. I know that they were ranked last week. I mean, I think that was kind of fluky. They are at home, but I'm going to be taking Baylor plus two as well, Matt. All right, let's wrap this baby up here, Tyler, in the ACC Pitt traveling to Duke. Duke coming off that massive win last week against Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke, the five-point favorite here, Tyler. Are you going to lay the points with the fave? I am going to take Duke. I like Duke. I don't trust Pitt away from home. I love what Harris is doing. I don't think Pitt is going to be ready to stop this offense. Give me the Blue Devils. Uh, I'm taking Pitt here, Tyler. I'm going to take Pitt with a five. Hey, Pitt does well for me when I pick him uh, with the points. Yeah, so I know. That's the only reason I I'm going. Like I have no rhyme or reason. I'm just going to take him in this spot. Uh, whatever. Uh, and before we get into first down, Tyler, I forgot yes. to put this game on the list, Tyler. And I got some sad news for you. Oh, no. Air Force's 23-year-old Falcon mascot, Aurora, died today. <laughs> the longest active <sighs> mascot that we had in this country. Oh, my gosh. That's emotional for me. And remember, I think it was a few years ago that the Falcon um, was stolen. They yes. stole the Falcon. And that Falcon survived then, but uh, may that Falcon rest in peace. Yes, and that means a rallying cry, Tyler, for Air Force this week. Who do you like in that game, Air Force at Navy? Yeah. <sighs> Ooh. I'm going to take... Oh, gosh. I'm going to take Air Force, Matt. And... This is always a tough one because they play similar styles. I really don't like Navy all that much this year. I had them only winning a handful of games. I did have Air Force going to a bowl game, and I did have them winning in preseason, so I'm sticking with Air Force. Yeah, I I like Air Force here as well, Tyler. I already laid a bet on them this week, two and a half. Um, Yeah, so let's go Falcons. Let's win one for Aurora, baby. All right, first Ooh, down yeah. here, Tyler. We're going to start out in the MAC, a little wet MAC West showdown, really between the top two teams in the in the conference there. Western Michigan traveling to Toledo. And Big game. 
it is a big game. It's a very big game for the West because, uh, uh, honestly, Western Michigan, I, I liked them a lot coming into the season. I thought they were the best team, but the schedule was brutal. And I tell you, Central Michigan hung around last week with Western Michigan. Kind of kind of has me a little concerned. And Toledo pulling off a nice win there uh, against BYU, uh, which mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I picked that. And I, I wasn't able to talk uh, to you on that about the on the recap. Yeah, yeah, you did pick that one right. Yeah, so uh, tail of the tape here, Tyler. Uh, both offenses great. Defenses struggle. Um, rush yard, rushing. If either team can get a, a, a good gash in the run game, I like that team. And I give Toledo the slight edge, Tyler. I'm going to go with Toledo here. Uh, actually, I laid on them as well. Two-point favorites. I like Toledo in this game. Uh, Toledo at the glass ball is just tough to beat, my friend. I would I would totally agree with you on that. I'm, I'm going to be taking Western Michigan this week. I think that... Oh God, it's it's a tough one to call, but I am going to be taking Western Michigan. I look for Bellamy to go off big in this one, baby. Yes, yeah, I I think that if Western Michigan does have a shot in this game uh, to really just handle it, they're gonna they're gonna find success in the passing game against that Toledo sec- uh, secondary. That's really the weak spot of Toledo is that secondary. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's move on here, Tyler, to Lane mm-hmm. at Army. Huge this is game. a first down game, Tyler. First down. Yeah. First down, I mean, my gosh, you, you could have put this on second down and I would have respected it. Huge matchup. Time of possession will be the key in this one. Who can control the ball? I like Tulane's defense. They have an incredible front. I think that will be huge in this game. Plus, Tulane has the ability to pass the ball. I like what I've seen in the passing attack. Tulane wins this one in a tight one. Yeah, th- this is a this was a really hard pick for me, Tyler. Um, oh, it's hard. I love both teams. I really do. I, I I didn't know a whole lot about Tulane coming into the season, but I love watching that team. And, and Army is just they're they're my guys. Yeah, they are. I I've, I've loved Army for like three straight years, and for that reason, Tyler, I'm gonna back. The Black Knights oh. here. I'm going to take Hopkins and company. Ooh, uh, triple okay. option. And you're right, Tyler. Time of possession. If they can wear down that two-lane defensive line by mm-hmm. grinding out mm-hmm. six, seven, eight-minute drives, I like Army's chances here. Because Tulane kind of gets out the slow starts, man. And if, and if Army can if Army can put a couple uh, drives together early and you know be like 14-0 second quarter because they've had two possessions. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be a tough right. day for Tulane. Yeah, I think I think that those first few drives for Tulane are gonna be huge. But you can't you cannot let Army build a lead because if they build a lead, they rarely give it back. I agree there, bud. All right, man. Second down. This is a big one. Uh, big twelve. Ooh. I mean, it's not not big twelve. Big ten action. Fox noon. Iowa at Michigan. I'm telling you, Tyler, Michigan and Harbaugh need to win this game. 100%. Honestly, I would not be stunned if Michigan loses this game that they're just like, see ya. We don't need you, Harbaugh. Yeah, we're done. It it honestly wouldn't shock me because at this point, given how many games he's lost against top uh, top 25 teams, shut the door on on Harbaugh. 
Um, Ooh, do a little Lane Kiffin USC. Leave him on the on the tarmac there. Uh, it's at home though. Oh well, shit. They could. Just I know. Leave him. Yeah, leave they him could just leave room. him. Uh, just make him hang out outside the gates of the big house. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Permanent. Permanent spot. Yeah, we'll go with that. So, uh, I'm not gonna overreact, Tyler, to the 50. I think what 52 nothing beat down at Rutgers last week. Yeah, that. Well, Chris Ash, Ash lost his job after that one, so. Yeah, uh, that was that. about uh, two seasons too late. They should have got rid of that guy after year one. <laughs> that, uh, that's what but, I mentioned on the podcast. I uh, know. Uh, MTSU and Iowa last week. Iowa put up 48 points on them. Mm-hmm. That, was a, uh, that was a bit stunning. I didn't know Iowa had the ability to score 48 points. Oh, um, yes. So Stanley and company for Iowa. Uh, I like... I like Stanley. I like talking about him a lot. Uh, Iowa's rushing game is actually pretty damn good. And that's going to be the key here, Tyler. Iowa's big hogs up front facing a Michigan D-line. If Iowa's able to run uh, against Michigan like Wisconsin did, oh, boy, that's going to open the passing game up for Stanley. And, again, it could be a long day for the uh, Wolverines. However, Tyler, I like Michigan in this spot. Uh, Must-win game. They can't afford to drop two games to the West. Uh, Patterson and Charbonnet, I, and I love Bell emerging at wide receiver. That's the guy that nobody really even knew about coming into the season uh, when you had guys like Peoples-Jones, uh, Black, and Nico Collins. Bell has been the best uh, wide receiver by far. Give me Michigan here, Tyler. I like Michigan a lot in this spot. Um I think Michigan wins wow. by double digits here. I just think they have oh too much. My. Yeah, I, I really do. I think they just have too much uh, offensive talent overall, despite oh Iowa having a great defensive line. But I am a bit concerned. I really am concerned about uh, Michigan State's offense holding up to that big Iowa O-line, which that's one of the best O-lines in the country. Wow. I got to say, I'm, I'm a bit stunned. Honestly, I am stunned that Michigan is even the favorite in this one. I think Iowa... Top to bottom is the better team. They stop the run very well. Michigan can't run the ball. Therefore, they can just sit back and wait for some bad, bad decisions to come from Shea Patterson. I mean, he has all these talented wide receivers and whatnot, but, I mean, hasn't hasn't really showed me too much. Only six touchdowns on the year. Our boy Stanley, eight touchdowns. And he doesn't have nearly the talent at wide receiver that Michigan does. So I'm going to be taking the Iowa Hawkeyes here in what is supposedly an upset. It would be an upset, Tyler. Um, I, I don't see how, to be honest. No, I, I, this is two teams I really did like. I liked Iowa uh, preseason, and I thought Michigan was going to win Big Ten. So something's got to give here, bud. Um, I know you're excited for this one, Tyler. This one's in our backyard here. UCF, Ooh, your beloved yeah. Golden Knights, traveling up to the Cincinnati Bearcats, baby. Mm-hmm. And did you see the social media buzz the other day? Oh my God! Yeah, if Nippert you show Field. up to yeah, if you show up to Nippert Stadium and uh, you're expecting to see black turf, that that's not gonna happen. So well, I'm sorry to everybody that thought that was gonna happen, but uh, that's that's a no go, man. Yeah, I know. I, I, I retweeted the original uh, post about it, 
and then like five yeah. minutes later, I posted the WLWT article that yeah. that's not actually possible. So, yeah, they got a lot of people with that one, Matt. I mean, people were pretty hyped about it, and I just saw it and I was like, "There's just no way that there's just no way that's happening." But let's get on to this game. This is going to be a phenomenal game. We've been talking about this. I'm, Matt and I've been talking about this game since I don't know, probably May, June. I think it's, that's probably it's been about a while. Right. Yeah. It's been a while. UC is finding themselves, and they're actually starting to play a little bit better. I did like what I saw out of them versus Marshall. UCF is the more talented team, like I've said, in every single game they've played so far. They're the more talented team. UC needs to establish the running game, which will not be an easy task versus one of the better teams at stopping the run. I said preseason, Matt, you might remember this that UCF had the better running back unit. And guess what? I've been right. I have been right, UC fans. And you you just blew me up left and right. Oh, there's no way, man. You don't know football. Well, look at me meow. I'm on fire. Look for that running game to get going versus UC, UCF, W in Nippert Stadium, baby. Yeah, I'm going to take the home dog here, Tyler. I'm taking the home yeah, count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm taking the Bearcats. I told you the Bearcats are going to win the AAC. This solidifies that right there. So on the oh re- I'll make gosh. sure I'm on the recap next week just so I can rub this <laughs> shit in your face. <laughs> uh, I wish you the best. It, it's not going to happen. UCF's going to win this one. I I have no concerns. This is a, I mean, it's a huge game. It's a massive game. No disrespect to UC, but uh, I was right about the running back unit, and I'm going to be right about this game. Well, we will find out shortly here, Tyler. Just two days away. Um, mm-hmm. Here's our favorite segment, Tyler. We get to our, our favorite bet of the week, the upset pick, and the super oh, dog, man. underdog pick, baby. Yep. Tyler. Yep. Do you oh, want to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, Matt. And I got to say, I'm a little disappointed in myself because I went with the, the damn Blazers last week, and those mother efforts, they... They had four freaking interceptions, and they couldn't get the ball moving, and it was just disappointing all around. But, hey, I'm looking to bounce back. I'm sitting at 3-2 and two on the year. Right now, Matt, the bet that I'm looking at, I'm, I'm actually really liking this one, Arkansas State. We talked about this game earlier. Arkansas State, I have them at minus 7.5 over Georgia State. I mean, lock that baby up. All right, you heard it here. Lock in Arkansas State, minus 7.5. Tyler, uh, we just talked about my best bet a couple minutes ago. I like Michigan here, uh, minus 3.5. So would I like to have it at 3? Sure, but currently it's 3.5, so I put it down on the sheet here. Uh, yeah. My upset pick, Tyler, Arizona plus 4. I like Arizona hey. in that game. I'm right there with you. I, I mean, I scrolled up and down and up and down, and I just kept falling on to Arizona plus 4. Uh yeah, give me the give me the wild cats. All right, and Superdog Tyler, you got a you got a 10 plus point favorite uh, uh, underdog that you like? Yeah, Matt, I you know, I'm going to take Illinois actually. I I feel like this is where they could surprise some people. We're starting to feel really good about Minnesota. Boom, Illinois hits them. Hey, I like that pick Tyler. I like Illinois. Uh they are a little under the radar still. Um they are a play-on team for me as well. But my super pick here, Tyler, 
Can you believe Michigan State's getting 20 and a half at Ohio State? It, it is an awful lot of points, but I think they're saying we know the defense is pretty damn good, but uh, yeah. Well, we'll get to that one. Yeah, here we're going to touch on that one here in just a <laughs> few minutes. But yeah, Michigan State is my super dog pick of the week. So <laughs> let's I move mean, on. I mean, it's happened third. before. Yeah, let's move on to the third down, Tyler. Back out to the Pac-12. Mm. We're going to talk about Cal at Oregon. What do you like there? Cal, oh, man, Matt. Well, it, you know, this game would have been awesome had With Cal Roberts. won last week. But, oh, no, they couldn't win. And, yes, yes, quarterback goes down. Now it's sketchy. <sighs> if they couldn't beat Arizona State at home, Matt, why would I think that they could beat a more talented team on the road? Oregon continues their dominance, remains in the playoff hunt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually like Oregon a lot in this game too. But, Tyler, I actually did go ahead and lay I, I did lay the underdog here. Uh, I did put that on my card. I put Cal plus 17 and a half. It's up on Twitter. The reason Ooh. I'm doing that, Tyler, is I still love Cal's defense. I think they can uh, keep them in the game. I do too, but that offense is going to be – I mean, they were not good before. They're, they're, they're going to be worse. Well, it, it's tough. It, it's tough to – to, to bring a guy on uh, like mid-game and expect him to do well. They had a chance to win that game uh, against Arizona State. Yeah, but, they um, did. I believe he was a, <laughs> excuse me, I believe he was a UCLA transfer too. So, Oh, um, gosh. Well, you know he's skilled. Oh, uh, well, I know. So I, I think Oregon wins this game, <laughs> but like by 14, you know, a couple yeah. scores. Yeah, it, I, I would have loved to seen Cal come in undefeated with Gabbers, but – yeah, we're, we're not going to see that. We sadly. are not. But what we are going to see, Tyler, is a high-flying offense here uh, in Columbus Ooh. on Saturday night. and Oh, Michigan State. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, just real quick, Tyler. Yes. I see that you still have Ohio State ranked sixth, which I, I, yes. I'm sitting yes, here thinking, like, are you blind? <laughs> no, I'm not blind, but my, my thing is – I. I didn't think Nebraska was worth a damn when they went and played them. I was expecting them to whoop the hell out of them, and they should whoop the hell. A lot of teams should whoop the hell out of Nebraska. They're not worth a damn. So when I see that, I'm like, what? I mean, are we just like, wow, look at Ohio State. Ohio State's been looking great all year. So how am I all of a sudden going to change my opinion because game day and it was the night ABC game versus a horrible team? I do understand that, but they're just—they're—I mean—they're just dominating on both sides of the ball, and it's yeah. impressive to watch. But uh, they're going to get a test here from the Michigan State defense, and Tyler <laughs> about Michigan State's offense. So they're actually averaging thirty-one point four points per game. Well, that's—that's that's a little sketchy. Oh, uh, I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, Arizona State uh, held them to ten. But outside of that, they scored uh, 28, 51, 31, and 40 in their other four games. So I'm telling you, Michigan State's passing offense is actually one of the best in the country in terms of efficiency. Like, they're top 25, which is just, what? The problem is with Michigan State, they can't run the damn ball at all. And that's what costs them in the Arizona State game. They can move Mm -hmm. it. They'll move it into about, uh, they'll move it across the 50. They'll stall. They do that all the time. And uh, but Lewerke, he does have a couple of really good receivers that he can toss to. 
And I'm telling you, Tyler, if do you believe me here if I said Stewart Jr. from Michigan State mm-hmm. led or uh, leads the Big Ten in receiving? Oh my God, that's he has 556 yards on 35 catches. And that's as good as they can get in the big. Oh my God, that's wow! I would have never guessed. Yeah, I would have thought that'd be like middle of the road. Two sixty nine right now. So oh God! Well, they spread that ball all uh, over. They do. They do. They do. Um, So Lewerke though, ten touchdowns, one interception, and thirteen hundred twenty five passing yards. I'm telling you, this is the way Michigan State has an opportunity to beat Ohio State in that passing game. But the problem is, I think Ohio State has all the talent in the world, and they definitely have a pass rush that Michigan State has not seen before uh, get this mm-hmm. year. Um, if Ohio State, if the O-line for Michigan State can hold up and give Lowerke some time to find some of these receivers and spread the ball around, uh, Michigan State's going to move the ball. And if they can keep their defense off the field, let them get rest, then Ohio State may struggle in this game. Because uh, Michigan State's defense is no joke. They're uh, one of the best in the country, uh, despite giving up 30, uh, 31 points to Indiana last week. That was a bit brutal to watch. Yeah, but, uh, that's kind of hard to believe. <laughs> and I know Indiana's quarterback, he uh, he completed like 21 straight passes, something crazy. Wow. And that's what this is what Indiana did against uh, Michigan State. They Five-yard routes, baby. Quick release, boom, just get what you can get. Move the chains, and that's what they did. Ohio State has all the all the skilled guys that are able to do that as well, but they have J.K. Dobbins, who's killing the running game right now. Um, so again, Ohio State, if they if their O line is able to hold up against this nasty, nasty Michigan State D line, um, you can't stop Ohio State. You can just you got to hope that you can get a couple stops and, and contain them for the most part. But you're not going to stop them all game long. And that's where Lewerke is going to have to be good. And Tyler, I, I actually, this is actually a spot where I think Michigan State has a really good chance to win this game. Wow. You're uh, taking this pretty serious. I am. I am. Um, I think it's going to be a scare. Michigan State always plays Ohio State really well in Columbus. Uh, I'm going to take Ohio State here, but I'm telling you, I would not be – Surprised if Michigan State wins this game and and really just just shock the nation. This would be a shock. It it would be a that'd be a stone cold stunner right there. I think when I look at this game, Matt, if if Ohio State's D is able to get pressure with just four, I think there's going to be a lot of trouble for Michigan State because. They're not going to be able to pass the ball on Ohio State if they're only bringing four. If they can force, if that O-line can hold up for Michigan State, maybe they have a chance, but they can't run the damn ball. So if they can't run the ball and Ohio State can get pressure with four, uh, I don't like Michigan State's chances. I think the key for the Spartans will be forcing turnovers, something that Ohio State has not really done at all this season. Fields. He doesn't have a single interception yet. So if Michigan State's going to win this game, they're going to need several turnovers, and they're going to need to be, like, deep, deep into the territory so they can get some points on the board off those turnovers because they're not moving this damn thing. Ohio State, victory. And that takes us in here, Tyler, to the biggest game of the week, SEC. 
3.30 on CBS. Auburn That's Tigers easy. rolling in to Gainesville to face the Florida Gators. Tyler, let me hear your thoughts first. So the biggest thing for me in this game is who has the better offensive line. That's going to make or break this game for Auburn or Florida. I think Auburn will be more successful there. I think Auburn's front will perform at a high level. And I think the secondary, with that press, should be able to fork some quick decisions out of Trask. And I don't think that's a good thing. Give me the Tigers. And I got a quick fact for you, Matt. Okay. Bo Nix's dad took down the Gators himself once upon a time when the Gators were ranked number one in the nation. Oh, yeah. See, I did not know that, Tyler. Yeah. So, I, I'm, so I'm up here. to date on my Auburn history. I'm not a big Auburn fan. Yeah, I know. He need to he need to brush up, War Eagle. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Auburn here. On the road, uh, already played... Uh, a neutral site against Oregon, a W, at Texas A&M. Uh, just dominate that entire game. Um, Auburn, they're running the ball uh, at some of the best clips they've been able to do under Gus Malzahn. And as we saw last week, Mississippi State, uh, Auburn's getting off to early starts. And, I mean, they're not even having to play guys in the, you know, in the fourth quarter last week. All the guys got a rest, which was nice uh, to get in. Uh, early for this game. Um, Bo Nix, he's actually uh, starting to play play what everybody thought he may be. Uh, looking pretty damn good, Tyler. Looking pretty damn good. That offensive line, I like how you talked about the offensive lines. Uh, there's a clear advantage to me uh, who has the better offensive line, and that's Auburn. Oh, It, it is. So. I mean, uh, Florida's offensive line's a mess, and they, they can't run the ball. So... 141 rushing yards for uh, for uh, Florida, Tyler. That's it. And yeah. that's against this schedule right here uh, by Uh-oh. Amy. Uh-oh. Uh, Tennessee Martin. Kentucky. Tennessee and Townsend. Uh, Tennessee Martin's a hell of a program. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, they're probably the better team in Tennessee, but I'm telling you, this is not exactly the murderer's row of uh, good opponents. We, we've seen what Miami is, and Miami actually probably should have won that game. So I'm just not sold on Florida here, Tyler. And Trask, um, he's, he's played well. But, again, he played the very end, uh, the about last half of the U.K. game. Then he gets to come home and play Tennessee and Townsend. So he has not seen an Auburn defense that, he, uh, that he's going to see on Saturday. And Auburn's defense is just nasty and dirty. They allow, uh, only give up 95.2 yards per game in the rushing uh, department. And like I said, Florida cannot run the ball. That offense line is a mess. Um, it's tough to put a lot of pressure on Trask in the passing game because Auburn, just an extremely underrated uh, secondary, which I, I talked about that the other day to a guy um, on Twitter. And... Uh, I could go on all day, but <laughs> because this this game, it's just it's kind of making me it's kind of pissed me off because oh because I sit here and I have to hear about oh how Florida is great guys they have played two FCS teams and Tennessee is borderline FCS that's three oh man shots fired I'm telling you like they are only giving up eight talk about how great the defense is they're only giving up eight point eight but Jesus man I think I could score. I think I could score out there on some of these teams. Um, 
I'm telling you. So anyway, uh, before I uh, let me end my rant here, Tyler. But oh, okay. uh, just to get back on thing. Uh, the thing about Auburn on the offensive side is their ability to spread you out, and that's going to be a problem for the Gators. Now they do get C.J. Henderson back, and I think they get the de- uh, what's the defense end's name? It's uh, oh crap, I, I forgot it. Uh, heading into this, but they do get Henderson back, and they get their probably their best defensive end back, uh, and that will be that'll be helpful uh, for the Gators. Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. have to make sure that Auburn doesn't catch the ball in space because if the Tigers get you in space, they're going to make you miss. And Florida's already whipped on a ton of guys this year. Missed tackles have plagued them. And if, if a guy like Anthony Schwartz gets out there, gets about a nice little cushion of five yards, he's gone. Florida's not going to be able to catch him. Uh, and Gus Malzahn's just calling plays at like a just a different level than it seems like what he ever, ever has. Uh, so long story short here, Tyler, I like Auburn in this game. I like Auburn by a lot. Uh, I mean, it would not surprise me if they won by 20. I know that's a big score, but I'm telling you, I think that Auburn is, is, the clear, is clearly the better team here. And you know I, I, I thought Auburn was before the season. I, I was really high on Auburn. I was kind of iffy on Florida, and nothing has changed in my opinion, uh, except Trask possibly being better than Franks. Uh, but even that's remained to be seen because, I mean, again, who have they played? And, and Townsend. Auburn, Auburn is battle-tested. You know, they played, I think, Oregon, Tulane, A&M, and I think Mississippi State, before they put them on them last week, were like top 40 defenses. So uh, this just, it's just another day in the, in, the, in the life of Gus Malzahn. I think Auburn rolls here, Tyler. Yep, I'm with you, Matt. I'm going to agree. I, I like Auburn. I don't trust Florida in that offense. I just, there's no reason for me to trust them. I am, you know, setting them up for a chance to win with the whole O-line situation, but that O-line has been pretty poor this year. And I think they're a lot more talented than what we've seen, but this really isn't the game to find out if, if you're making a comeback. No, and it's a brutal all. stretch for Florida coming up because they have to play Auburn this week, and then I'm pretty sure they go on the road to LSU. Yep. And then they finish, well, they get a bye, but so Georgia game is the first weekend in November. So three of their next four games against top seven opponents. It's a brutal stretch for the Gators, and, and I think they're going to get, uh, they're just going to see uh, what they're really made of uh, in the next few weeks. So I know Florida fans will listen to this, and I'll probably get a lot of hate from them. And I hope to God that Auburn does not lose, because then I will never hear the end of it. And uh, facts. Let's uh, let's go uh, fighting War Eagles. I like the I like the Gus Malzons here. Yep, yep. All right, Matt. Anything else to add to the week? You got anything else for us? Well, I just want to say that I apologize sincerely uh, for not being able to make the last uh, two of the last three recaps. Uh, life's a bit rough sometimes, so uh, we will. I will do my best in the future to make sure I'm on the recaps. Um, just yeah, busy, 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 busy. Hey. Um, busy lives. And we appreciate Tyler going out there and doing it by himself because talking on a podcast Amen. by yourself is not easy. It's not. It's not easy, but uh, you just have to be well prepared and ready for action. That's what I. That's what I try to do. So, hey, I don't. I don't mind it. You know, uh, it's a, it's something new, something I can try. And so far, I think it's been uh, been okay. It's been okay. All right, but will you go ahead and take us out, ladies and gentlemen? I want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We have reached 
over a thousand downloads already. We appreciate the support. Continue to subscribe on Spotify and iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, the whole nine yards. Continue, continue. We appreciate the support. Remember to follow us at the Hets for Matt, at Arena Fanatic for myself, and at CFB Talk Podcast on the Twitter sphere. And with that being said, that's all we have for the week six preview. War Damn Eagle. Good night, everybody. Good night.